best. You can be the King Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world. You can beat the war. You can talk the cock. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. Playoff baseball. We are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in hopefully 15 minutes. Let's get right into week five. Matt, two reactions I have from this week is one, less miles firing, in my opinion, is looking dumber and dumber okay. as time goes on. For folks that don't remember, he was essentially fired, in my opinion, because he couldn't beat Bama. Newsflash, no one can beat Saban and Bama. Like, you just can't do it. They just lost to Troy on homecoming weekend. Troy paid. <laughs> Troy was paid $1 million to beat them on homecoming weekend. Oh, and for those people thinking maybe Coach O was a mistake in hiring, his buyout was $12 million U.S. <laughs> for comparison, Butch Jones is, is $6.8 million. I don't know who negotiated that contract. He's got a great lawyer. Preach. Second reaction. Sam Darnold definitively not winning the Heisman oh, through his ninth no interception. Shit, I know th- I can't believe that. No way. Yeah, I know they had line problems, but he did not look good in that loss. Folks, there's very limited room on the Saquon Barkley train if you want to <laughs> hop on it. Matt, what were your reactions? Hey, there's plenty of room on the uh, Bo Scarborough for Heisman train if anybody's looking to, <laughs> looking to get on a train with me for a while. But uh, we might actually reroute and jump on the Saquon Barkley train. Uh, I thought overall in week two, I I still I, I'm not hot on the SEC. I don't I don't understand it. Mississippi State ends up being about as bad as we thought they were. We hyped them after beating LSU. They jumped to number fifteen in the rankings, and then you know just get absolutely waxed by Auburn. So maybe Auburn's good. I'm unsure of how good Georgia is. Uh, I'm still mostly just certain Bama is good, and everybody else call me in a little bit. Fair enough. Georgia is good for the record. We'll see. All right, folks, time for the roll call. When Evan calls your name, please say here. Evan, take us to the top ten. All righty, folks, not too much change in the top ten. Shockingly, number one, Alabama. Number two, Clemson. Number three, Oklahoma. Number four, Penn State. Number five, Georgia. Number six, Washington. Number seven, Michigan. Number eight, TCU. Number nine, Wisconsin. And rounding out the ten, top ten is Ohio State. Now, uh, big moves outside of the top 10. We have USC tumbling nine spots to 14 after losing to Washington State. Mississippi State and LSU both left the party. And we are welcoming to the party North Carolina State and University of Central Florida. They are 24 and 25 respectively. Matt, you sending anyone on a beer run in the top 25? I got two questions about the top 25. Uh, no beer runs right now. Can you why, – why did USC drop nine spots? What happened? I thought that was a little harsh, to be honest. You, you think they should drop more? No, I didn't think so. I just wanted you to get. To, I just wanted to get you to say that they lost to Washington State on Friday night. Oh but. my god! Okay. So, Southern Florida, they are five and zero. Continue to get hot and hotter. They got one of the best quarterbacks in the NCAA, Quentin Flowers, who's just been put on a clinic. This is his highest quarterback rating average ever, and they don't move up at all, and they're five and zero. I would put them ahead of Virginia Tech. I would put them ahead of Oklahoma State. And I would put them ahead of USC because USC is not that good. My other question for you is Clemson picked up 17 first-place votes in the AP poll. That's more than any second-place team has ever had this season in comparison to Alabama. What is what is with the shade at Alabama? Why do people keep doubting that they're good? I don't think 
it's necessarily shaded Alabama as more so reflecting how good people think Clemson Who's is. Who's the number one team, in your opinion? Bama. Why? But I'm not, I'm not a voter well, in the AP like, It's poll, that so. obvious, right? Like, yeah. And, like, somebody's got to be first and somebody's got to be second. And, sorry, Alabama's first. I, I understand where all this is like, no, Clemson, get, they don't get 17 votes. You get no votes. Bama gets 61. Well, I could tell you they definitively got 17 votes because I'm looking at the rankings right now. Oh, facts are hard things. Am I right? I can't stand it. You get <laughs> wins one week of pick em, goes to his head. All right, folks, topic number one. We have some sad news out of the Big Ten this weekend. Former Purdue head coach Joe Tiller passed away. Uh, coach Tiller put together a lifetime head coaching record of 126-92-1. Uh, Tiller was actually known as one of the innovators of the spread offense. His offense at Purdue was nicknamed Basketball on Grass. Tiller, like Evan and I, born and raised an Ohio guy. Um, actually, neither of us were born, but raised. Uh, Tiller was born outside Toledo, Ohio, went to the famed Rogers High School in Toledo, and then attended Montana State University, where he played football. And as a senior in 1963, Tiller was honorable mention All-American and played the 1963 East-West Shrine Game. Uh, in terms of his Big Ten success, he's best known as the Purdue head coach, where he served from 1997 to 2008. Uh, while at Purdue, he coached Purdue to... 10 bowl games in 12 years, uh, including their first outright Big Ten championship in 2000 since 1965, um, led with Drew Brees, which ended up, they lost the Rose Bowl that year. Sad to see him go. He also called Rich Rodriguez a snake Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Probably my favorite Tiller quote is that their Trestle's hosting a coach's clinic and uh, this is in uh, 2008. Rich Rod is coaching at Michigan, and um, they were asking him, these reporters, if there is a verbal agreement between Big Ten coaches uh, where if somebody gives a verbal commitment to your school that another Big Ten coach doesn't continue recruiting that player. And uh, Trestle goes, well, gentlemen's agreements are only between gentlemen. Shots fired, dude. Yikes. So not quite as harsh as when uh, Tiller straight up came out, as Evan said, and called Rich Rodriguez a guy in a wizard hat that's selling snake oil. After uh, Rodriguez turns around Roy Roundtree, uh, who had verbally committed to the Boilermakers before eventually committing and signing with the Wolverines. All right, Pico Chiller, appreciate what you do. All right, Evan, what's topic number two? Talking about just overall impressions of the Big Ten. We're about halfway through the season. You know, we like to say starting October is when we figure out which teams are good. So, Matt, give me your impressions on teams that are good in the Big Ten. Sure. So, I think we saw Wisconsin survive a square, uh, a scare, but still survive. Uh, I, I'm still – I took beginning of the season, we said Wisconsin out of the West. I'm still taking Wisconsin out of the West. Shocked in the way that – Minnesota goes down to Maryland. Uh, the Terps are kind of up and down this year. This is the same team that beat Texas. Uh, same team now that beats uh, what I think is a pretty decent Minnesota team. Um, I was honestly disappointed in Iowa, and specifically the quarterback play. We both picked the Hawkeyes over Sparty in East Lansing. Quarterback play for Stanley was just really inconsistent. I think it really cost Iowa the game. There were passes where he's hitting guys in stride, but then other times he is two or three yards beyond the receiver, that like slip ball turnover in the red zone. I mean, that, that essentially seals it for the Hawkeyes. So 
I think they're out of the Big Ten West race. It's it's Wisconsin's to lose. We talked earlier that Wisconsin is the softest of any of those team schedules. If you don't play Michigan or you don't play, or sorry, you don't play Penn State, you don't play Ohio State, you're you're rolling yeah. there, right? Mm-hmm. I can comment, but what's your take on the East? So I mean, overall East, you know, always or I don't want to say always, but recently has been much better than the West. You know, it's kind of a murder's row there. You have to be very impressed, though, going back to what you're saying about Maryland and how they've played. We're kind of just lamenting Rutgers now for being garbage. Well, I'm also uh, lamenting Illinois, losing to Nebraska on Friday night. How, oh, how, oh, how is that possible? I think you, the players wanted to save Mike Riley. We talked about this off wax. Do they That's my explanation. They played their hearts out and beat a team that no one thought they would beat. Fellas, fellas, fellas. There's going to be a new AD, and then immediately after, there's going to be a new head football coach. Got to move on. Anyways, back to the East. You know, the three obvious contenders there. It's unfortunate they're all in the same division, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. I'm still not convinced that Michigan or Ohio State have really the offense to overcome Penn State, just considering how well both Penn State's offense and defense has looked and how, at times, shaky quarterback play has been happening in both Ann Arbor and Columbus. I think it'll be very interesting. I'm still leaning towards Penn State. Uh, I agree. I mean, in all three phases of the game, Penn State's got to have the head start. They also have the leading Heisman Trophy candidate, Saquon Barkley. Holy cow. Housing the opening kick. Right. Receiving. Running. Very uh, The guy does it all. And I, I'm really wary of Michigan playing at Penn State in October. Same. Same, same. Um, should note for the fans, we had brought this up last week, uh, Saquon Barkley is no longer the leading receiver in the Big Ten. Uh, there are two in front of him. There is Nebraska's Stanley Morgan Jr. and University of Maryland, DJ Moore, both ahead of him by roughly 20 yards. I will say, though, um, speaking of shaky quarterback play in Columbus and Ann Arbor, JT Barrett did go over 10,000 yards, total yards, uh, this weekend in their game against Rutgers. First college football player to ever do that. So maybe some of his decisions are shaky, but you have to at least be impressed by that. Agree. I mean, the whole like JT Barrett reaction, because the stats don't lie, right? In that he has Absolutely. stats and pedigree that would indicate he's a perfectly capable, if if at, at worst capable, at Absolutely. best elite quarterback in the NCAA. Uh, and yet something just doesn't sit right there, right? It's just, it, yeah. he has leadership characteristics, he has stats, he, so then what's the deal? Why do they well, look I think... sluggish in the Clemson Bowl game and then the, the Oklahoma uh, Week 2 game? Well, I think they looked sluggish in the bowl game is putting it delicate. But they, they and him in zero, particular. They scored though. zero points. They looked awful on offense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it is very perplexing. Part of me want like you know teams drop games. Unfor- that's an unfortunate thing, and I think perhaps when our expectations for Ohio State are so high, we are more unforgiving of at the end of the day amateur athletes dropping a game. Okay. Do we judge the quarterback at Ohio State a little bit harder than we judge the quarterback down in Cincinnati? I think yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. Judge I mean, I, I don't know what you mean. This thing where like amateur athletes, like we're all, this whole thing is about amateur. Everywhere we're talking about is an amateur athlete. Like, it, I'm not comparing. Know, to I, a pro by player. that I meant like, they they do other things than it's not Tom Brady level of preparation. Yeah, but any competitor, whether you do it full time, part time, any time, like you're gonna lose. You don't always win, and that's part of the deal. You got to deal with losing. 
Yeah, so they drop games is what I'm saying. It happens. No, I mean, my thing is just like they – yeah, but then the only year that Ohio State won the natty is when they went through three different quarterbacks. Like something's just – and Barrett was one of them. Like something seems odd about that. True. True. I I mean – Amateur or not. Like mystery. I can't explain it. Win the natty, right? Yeah, which they still could. Agree. Win the Big Ten. Big Ten – regardless of what Saturday down south says, the winner of the Big Ten is going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> My God, those clowns. I cannot believe they didn't put a single Big Ten team in the playoff. I mean, that's ludicrous. Disrespect. They, they do that full time. That's their job. Full time. Salary. 401k. Yeah. Unbelievable. You and I do other things. Oh, Lord. All right. So, final call it. Uh, Big Ten. Who meets in Indy? Who comes out? Wisconsin, Penn State. Who comes out? And Penn State comes out. Agree and agree. We'll stay tuned for next week. All right, Evan. Shots fired. Ready? Uh-oh. Yep. Let's hear it. Urban Meyer commenting on the NCAA FBI basketball scandal in which 10 assistant coaches were um, indicted by the FBI. Meyer said, if you lie about NCAA rules, we should just make it simple and that you have a lifetime ban from coaching in the NCAA. Thoughts? 100% agreed. Is it going to curb Period. people's Dot. actions? If we make that a lifetime ban, will it curb people's actions? It might, like bringing it down – you know, if the current level is 100, it might bring it down to 75, I think, at the lowest. But with the amount of money that's thrown around this game, no. It's never going to completely stop it or, I think, put a significant dent in it. Well, I, right. there's too much money. I think they'll find another way to do it. Uh, I, I did think the dynamic between like shoe companies, schools, and uh, players was interesting to follow in that story if you if you read about it. If I'm an Adidas player or, like, I'm a Nike player, then, like, I only go to Nike schools and Nike camps and Nike coaches and, like, yeah, you can't even recruit. Like, we would never think about that today, right? Like, if the college football, you're like, oh, this high school football player only wears Nike so he can only go to Ohio State or Penn State and, like, Harbaugh can't recruit him, that'd be nuts. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's correct, yeah. Football doesn't have the same kind of problems as basketball, but there's still a ton of money and influence that circles around it. So you're always going to have incentive to break the rules. Uh, I just I love, you know, Louisville is one of my favorite schools in the NCAA. And I love that the trustees are just shocked and president is disappointed in, in the uh, Louisville AD, Tom Jurich, over his hiring and management of Rick Pitino. Like, yo dudes, yo dudes, yo dudes. Bobby Petrino left you guys standing. Then he went to the Falcons, left them midseason, then went to Arkansas, had an affair that was exposed by the fact that he got in a motorcycle accident and didn't want help from police who saw him uh, bleeding on the side of the road. And then you guys decided, you know who's the face of our football program? That guy. Bring him back. Yeah. You wonder just now about Petrino? Come on, dudes. Good lord, while we're speaking of fatheads, dude, can we talk about the Tennessee linebacker, Colton Jumper? Georgia, quote-unquote, not as good as we made them out to be. Tennessee lost 41 to nothing in Knox. Yeah, I got nothing, fathead. Dude. <laughs> good lord, fella. Not, not as I get good it. As Your emotions are probably running high. You're <laughs> super petty and, ma- and pissed. It, natural. Got it. Not something I would say, though. Not something I would say. Not as good as we made them out to be, dude. Before we do pick them, 
Butch Jones, how many more days is he the head coach at the University of Tennessee? I'm shocked he wasn't fired this weekend. Oh, you know, yesterday was the four-year anniversary of Kiffin being tarmacked. Really? Yeah. Wow, I'm, sh- I'm shocked this, that uh, Jones could have been tarmacked because the game was at home. Exactly. <laughs> True. True. They're probably waiting next week you, you for him to travel. Um, he's done, though. This is it. Like, maybe they have a thing against mid-season coaching changes. What did you uh, say his bio was? 6.8? This is it. 6.8 million. You know, Much cheaper than uh, Coach Orgeron's. Oh, uh, dude, some, some booster was writing that check tonight. Go on. Orgeron. What happened to every program he's touched? Oh, every program that Coach Orgeron coached for in the last 20 years lost this weekend. Every single one of them. <laughs> that's not his fault, but that's real bad. That's not good. Right? Shout out Reddit with that fact. Oh, holy cow. All right, Evan. Let's talk next week. You ready to pick him? Okay, Matt, try and check your ego, ladies and gentlemen. Matt won. Pick him. Let's go! For the first time in a long time, and his ego has been exploding. <laughs> to be to be frank, this is the first time Matt has outright won a week since October 22nd, 2016. So, week nine of the 2016 season. And you win. he wins one week, and my Facebook explodes, my Twitter explodes, my phone explodes. I've been slipping. Oh my, like, I've been dominating him this entire time we do this. We, has Indeed. one good Friday, and all of a sudden. Anyways, anyways. Typical mission. Not a good week for either of us, Stuck quite frankly. Matt was 6-4. and four. I'm 5-5. Five and five. We're now both tied at 33-14. to 14. Just getting started. All right, folks, looking forward to at week six. I'll just burn through the ones that we agree on and circle back to the ones we disagree. So we got Iowa hosting Illinois. We're both taking the Hawkeyes. We have Indiana hosting Charleston Southern College, which I didn't even know existed. We're both taking uh, the Hoosiers there. Nebraska is hosting Wisconsin. We're both taking Wisconsin. Northwestern is hosting Penn State. We're taking Penn State. Little brother, Michigan State, coming to visit. Big brother in the big house. We're both taking Michigan. Please don't let me down. I really want to send some petty texts. (laughs) Then in national level games, we're looking at number 21, Florida, hosting number 25, LSU. We're both taking the Florida Gators. Then we got number 9, TCU, hosting number 23, West Virginia. We're both taking TCU. To be honest, I was a little bit nervous about this pick. Yeah. Like, if TCU had been on the road, I would have been, like, good to go because oh. they're road warriors. But Really? Uh, we're, we're both taking TCU. I'm looking forward to that and game. That, I, I think it's going to be a good one. For sure. For sure. I, I agree. Tune into that one, folks. And then, okay, three games that we disagree, starting with Big Ten. No, excuse me. Let me you, – folks, you'll understand this. Starting with national level games. <laughs> Number 24, NC State, is hosting Louisville. I'm taking Louisville because Lamar Jackson is worth at least 28, 34 points. I just don't think NC State's defense is going to be good enough. Matt's taking North Carolina State. Wolfpack at home. Got to take home teams in October. That's my rule. I'm sticking to it. Fair enough. Except Next game, we disagree. Purdue hosting Minnesota. I, to be honest, wavered back and forth on this, back and forth. I'm taking Minnesota and P.J. Fleck. You're taking Purdue. Just home field advantage? Home field advantage in October. Ghost of Joe Tiller. R.I.P. Let's go, baby. Folks, (laughs) number 10, Ohio State is hosting the Maryland Turpins. I, like any rational human being on earth, am taking the Buckeyes. Matthew is taking Maryland. We are way over time, but I will yield you 60 seconds to explain this decision. 
I think this counts as a failed drug test in my <laughs> Yo, dude. I, I'm tired of Ohio State's just wavering, inconsistent offense. Multiple times you've been exposed. First half against Indiana, Oklahoma. It, you're completely inconsistent. I don't believe in you. I don't have faith in you. And Maryland is scrappy. That's a scrappy team. Min- they are listen, scrappy. Listen. They are scrappy. Minnesota is not a bad football team. Maryland beat them. Maryland beat Texas, the same team that took your team, USC, into overtime. I got faith in the Terps, dude. I think they're scrappy. I think for my betting friends out there, Maryland, I'm taking Maryland for the W. If you want to just like get on this, take them for the points. Maryland for sure covers the that. spread. Maryland covers I the spread. I think Maryland wins and covers spread. Real quick before we go, shout out to our mother's alma mater, number five, Youngstown State, hosting and defeating number four, South Dakota State in the Ice Palace. That's a big Way win. to go, Penguins. That's a big win for them. That's a big win. We don't touch on FCS a lot, but we do keep our ear to the ground, people. All right, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a great week of college football. Big shout to our cousin, Josh Goyer. Share on Facebook. We appreciate it. If everybody else could do the same, shout out, Josh. We'd love it. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, like Josh does. Facebook, at 15MinuteU. Twitter, at 15MinuteU. And Evan, underscore 15MinuteU. Thank you. Remember, if you want to get it right, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. I cannot believe you picked Maryland. I had to do it, man. This out so out like okay I'll win pick him next week great no problem dude what if though what if you're gonna look like a god all of it you're gonna look like a god <laughs> if this happens I, I just got a feeling man I I had the same feeling about Duke. <laughs>